Welcome into the PVJ Podcast. Your pro is one of the best young producers in the 901 from Fish and Stats and Sport 56, Drew Barrett. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? That phrase is trademarked, not to use the other tradition from Ricky Bobby Inc. Your Joe is just an average guy from Memphis, Tennessee, the beautiful land in the world. Future doctor, AJ Sturdivant. Here I finally graduated. Yeah, and just a shade under a decade, too. All right. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. Now, here they are, your pro and your Joe, Drew and AJ. And welcome into another edition of the PBJ Podcast. I am your host, Drew Barrett, the best young producer in the city of Memphis, if not the best. Let's be honest here real quick, guys. I'm pretty good at what I do. That's why I'm the pro. Alongside me, as always, is my Joe, my good friend, AJ Sturdivant. We got a lot to get into tonight here on the PBJ Podcast. We're going to talk the UFC fight from the weekend. We both watched it, get our thoughts, our opinions on what's going to happen next for Conor McGregor. And and UFC as a whole, we're going to talk the Jimmy Butler situation that happened today on Wednesday. If you're listening tonight, if not, it happened yesterday, and so on and so forth. And I don't know why I have to keep explaining how a podcast works to people. You can listen to it at any time, Grandma. It's always there. It's not. There's no set time. It's true. Then we're going to talk, obviously. Our favorite topic, Tiger football, big one this weekend against the number 10th ranked Knights of Central Florida. We got to pack the bowl, baby. We're going to do it. it. It's going to be great this weekend. We're going to talk about that. We're going to break down the game uh, and everything that goes along with it. Then we'll have our tray of the day, do a little trivia, maybe some picks, tell you what we're doing this weekend, where you can find the PVJ crew out this weekend. Get you some swag. Like I said, I got backpacks. I got shirts. I got hats. Yep. I got signed. Anything you need. I got signed headshots. <laughs> if you want one, I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> Free pictures. I ordered like a thousand of them thinking that this thing was going to take off and nobody's wanted my picture. I just don't understand it. But we're going to get into all of that today. Uh, of course, want to start off by thanking Kevin Cerrito and the Cerrito Live feed for allowing us to be here. Uh, definitely go check out all the great uh, content on the Cerrito Live podcast feed, uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. Also, be sure to tune in every Saturday from 10 to 12 on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM to Cerrito Live. And, of course, listen at 11 for the only hour-long wrestling segment in the city of Memphis where wrestling was made. Thanks again, Kevin. And also, if you want to join the show, uh, we are going to actually have our second Joe in next week. Uh, don't want to give it away, but we are going to have our second Joe in next week. And if you want to be that Joe, you want to challenge me, you want to come in here and see if you can do this as good as me, if you can hang with me, then just text us if you got one of our numbers or email the show at, at the PV, PVJ podcast at gmail.com. That's the PVJ podcast at gmail.com. So now that we got all the house cleaning out of the way, AJ, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good, man. Ready to go, ready for this weekend. Uh, had a good weekend this past weekend. Uh, before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and just let you know, once we get going and talking about it, bold prediction this weekend, mm-hmm. 
I'm feeling it. Tigers by 20, baby. That's a little bold. 20 is a lot. I'm calling it, Drew. Well, I'm calling it. Well, we, we got a minute until we get into it, okay? There's something that I, I it's been weighing on my heart. I've been wanting to say Let's it. I've it. told you personally, and I've told some other people personally, but I think it's finally about time I've publicly said it. Go ahead. The best burger in the city of Memphis is at Cinnies. It's not Huey's. It's not anywhere else you want to claim. Not Elbow, not any other burger spot in the city of Memphis. The best burger is at Zinni's. And do not at me if you have not tried it. I'm telling well, you, it's I the greatest it. thing. I haven't you, tried you, it, but I, I find it very hard to believe. It, it's very true. I, ha- I had one again last How many last burgers night. have you had at Zinni's? Um, at least 40. Okay, okay. I was Over the say, last You just year. had like one random good no, one. No, 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 no. That's it's different. been at least I mean, 40. You go to Night in and night out, and you're going to have a good burger. You go to Zinni's night in and night out, and they've switched chefs on me, really? and that's still great. Okay. Still perfect. All right. I mean, well, just, we might have to try that. We can go right after we, the show. Yeah, let's go after this. I mean, we I'm always go get a drink and so. food anyways after. So, AJ, next week you will come in here, and I guarantee you will agree with me okay. that it's the best burger in the city. Well, I'll let, I'll let the people know next week because I'm telling you, man, I've – been to a lot of burger joints in this city, and Huey's still does it. The Huey's world, is great. It's world famous. Drew. It's great. World famous I'm not Huey's saying it's not great. All right, but it's number two. Okay, and I've got. I, I've just you get everything on. I, it. You load it up. I, I'm I'm just a cheese, pickles, onion, ketchup, uh, and mustard you're a basic guy. Kind of guy. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> basic is good sometimes. There you, you know? go. You're right. Don't need to clobber everything yeah, you on. You don't want to ruin the flavor. Exactly. Trust me. I will show you tonight exactly how good of a burger this is. I mean, it's okay. phenomenal. I had it the tweet ready last night, basically saying that that I've been wanting to say this for is a long time. You for this? No, or? they're not. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> if anything, I pay them. Yeah, you know, a little, if anything, I paid them fifteen bucks just you to pay, pay for the rent. burger and, uh, and three, four beers last night. All right. Yeah. So I pay them. This is no whatsoever a promotional anything. They did not pay me to say this. I'm just very. Loyal customer, there you love go. the food, I like love the, the atmosphere. Go see Matt, go see Adam. Tell them you heard it at the PBJ podcast. They'll, they probably, they'll probably go, what the <laughs> heck is that? And then just go, Drew. And they, they don't know my last name. And yeah. then if they're still puzzled, just be like, Budweiser, a whiskey straight guy. And they'll be like, ah, Drew, we know <laughs> we that know guy. Drew. We know Drew. <laughs> so go go check them out. And, and it's right around the corner. If you're there, hit me up. I'll join you for a drink. There you go. So, First topic of the night, the UFC fight from the weekend. We both watched it at some guy's house. I mean, still have no idea whose house that was. Yeah, Drew's house, but it wasn't my house. It wasn't your house. It wasn't my house either. Some other. It's a nice house. It was. It was nice. <laughs> I appreciate him letting us watch it. Yes, I appreciate it. Shout out, dude. I appreciate that. You can definitely join the podcast for letting us watch that because there's no yep. way in heck I was going to pay any money to see it. But it well, was... I, if, I'm glad. Like one, I'm glad we didn't have to. But mm. knowing what I know now. I like if I hadn't, I would have been mad that I didn't pay to see. Yes, that. exactly. And the fight itself was nowhere near the greatest thing of the night. The aftermath of it. And before we get to the aftermath, what what did you think about the fight itself? I mean, the fight itself, I I thought it was an awesome fight. I really did. Like I think besides the antics that happened after, I mean, I still think the fight was really good. I mean, when you have all that that energy and obviously the hype surrounding mm-hmm. McGregor. Um, and I kind of knew once 
you had these people who know a lot more about the UFC, some yeah, of my friends, definitely. than me. And so they're Shout telling out me, Stringer. He knows exactly. Yeah, he knows Stringer, every word. Kurt was telling me about yeah. it. And he, he was, Kurt was telling me all day, Khabib's going to whoop his butt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, you know, we'll, I was like, you know, I'm still McGregor hype and yeah. everything. Dude, I could tell after the first round. Like, I don't know too much about fighting, but that man controlled every mm-hmm. second of it. And so, I mean, obviously McGregor was trying to stay upright, but I turned around to Kurt after the first round. I'm like, this dude's got it in the bag. I mean, I turned around to you and bet you yeah. $5 because I, I could tell. <laughs> I still took it. I like the action, man. Yeah, I like this, the action. I, I enjoyed it, but you're right, though. What happened after just made it. That it was, was awesome. crazy. <laughs> I mean, Khabib, literally, as soon as, for one, McGregor was tapping out for a good like five seconds, and he was not well, letting I go tell until at first. The... I was like, because I, I was like, don't. I was almost wanting the ref not to call it because uh-huh. I'm one of those guys who like. Obviously, I'm tapping like the first five seconds. Oh, yeah. But if I see something, I'm like, don't tap, just go. You got him, man. You got it. <laughs> yeah, it's so, easy I mean, to say that when you're not the guy being. Yeah, choked. exactly. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, he's just trying to grab his arm. Don't don't call <laughs> it, ref. Don't call it. And then, of course, he's tapping out yeah. for like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as soon as the ref gets him apart, I mean. Khabib knew exactly where he was going. I mean, oh, yeah. just let him go, t- took off to the other side of the octagon, and straight over pounding on some people. Yeah, well— I mean, just insane. Did did you, like—what did you think about—okay, so when, when the fight got done, um, if you don't know, most of you probably know, but he obviously—there's been so much smack talk. Mm-hmm. You heard him in the post, uh, post-fight conference or whatever. Yeah. He, was, he was talking about how, like, McGregor's team had brought up his religion, his— his dad, I mean, his family, which, I mean, that obviously happens. We're talking about the UFC here. Like, it's a, part, it's a part of it. That's what I'm saying. It's smack talk central. But my thing is, you saw when he got done, he, he threw the mouthpiece towards McGregor's squad, his mm-hmm. team, and he hops over. But I've been, like, you know, people have been talking about it all week and the aftermath of it and what's going to happen. What did you think about, because I have an opinion on it, but what did you think about if it was, was it wrong? Was it awesome? Are you any in any way like, wow, you know, Khabib is just, the worst human on the planet. I can't believe he would do that. That's just that's not what this is about. Or were you like oh, okay, like you know what? What were your thought? What did in McGregor? You it, saw the cheap shots. Yeah. I mean, cheap shots thrown everywhere. In the moment, I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I watched UFC for the entertainment factor. Yeah. You know, and that was entertaining. Yeah. Now, did people get hurt? Yeah, they did. But you know, it's the UFC fight. It's entertaining. Yeah. And it was just pure mayhem. And for anybody who thinks that, you know, fights in the stands and and eventually that went out into the streets of Vegas wasn't going to happen, you're absolutely yeah. crazy. You're getting 5,000 drunk Irishmen with <laughs> yeah. 5,000 drunk Russians. What do you <laughs> think's going to happen, people? It's not gonna These be are the two biggest drunks in the world. <laughs> They're going to fight. Yeah. Of course. Well, and then uh, I know that the three um, of Khabib's guys who jumped into the octagon to waylay on McGregor were arrested for assault. Uh, okay. I'm not sure if anybody else was arrested yet. I haven't really read up on it that much, but I do know those three guys, uh, especially red shirt guy. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know, yep. I know uh, he about. was arrested and charged with uh, assault and battery. Okay. Um, Which, I mean. But it, it was crazy. I didn't really know exactly what was going on. Yeah. I mean, well, my biggest thing is like, so I can't remember uh, Connor's, one of Connor's teammates, um, the jujitsu guy who I guess trains with him, I'm pretty sure has fought professionally before. I could be wrong. Um, but who he went after, his name was uh, Dylan, like, Dennis or Gannis, mm-hmm. something like that, um, who was a part of Connor's team. 
and that's who he was really going after. Yeah. So when it, when it first ha- like obviously what you said like just entertaining for one, it was awesome. It was great. And then once I started thinking about it, I was like, like I don't understand. I mean, obviously they're both professional fighters um, or serious fighters, and then how he hopped out. Like, yes, you shouldn't probably do that, but then again, the Dylan guy you saw him coming. Yeah, he absolutely like I, I kind of loved it because I'm like, you know, Khabib's thinking. I just whooped your guy, and I'm going to whoop all of you. Like, I will hop. It doesn't matter. Anywhere, anytime, any place. Like, you saw him coming, so it yeah. wasn't really, like, and, I mean, D- the Dylan guy even got in, like, a couple blows, too. But what, obviously, what I didn't like was Khabib's teammate hopping in and just complete cheap shot. Cheap like, shot out of nowhere. Right. Like, you know, what Khabib did was not, I don't think, right. I mean, it was awesome. If it happened again, that's perfectly fine with yeah. me. But at least, like. You saw him, you know what I mean? He yeah. had, there was no other doubt about it. I mean, the it. guy, the Khabib guy jumped right over McGregor. I yeah. mean, it was, McGregor was, too, it was just completely turned I around. Had his back behind Yeah, and so I think that there is, I think there's a little bit of a difference, and I don't know why if you're Khabib's team. I mean, that's just, that almost like left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. But for the most part, I was like, these, I mean, what do you just like? They're paid to beat yeah. the crap out of each other in the octagon. What do you expect's <laughs> like, gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like the two teams been smack talking all week. I yeah. Mean, so I mean, yes, it was maybe not right, but I didn't think it was something to just put somebody down for. Mm. Besi- I mean, besides the cheap shot that I mean you saw with with uh, Khabib's team. All right, got to call it right now. Will there be a rematch, and who wins? There will be a rematch. I think that. <sighs> I don't McGregor know. I mean, is I want, undefeated I lo- in rematches. He is undefeated. Yes, but I'm telling you, dude, Khabib just, he looks like he is primed for this and looks like he's ready to stick around for a while because just the way that he fought, but it, and it wasn't some flashy, you know, like you said, it wasn't some flashy, but he can, heart he wants can, to go with McGregor. That's the Irish coming out of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to go for him and I want to pull for him. But it's hard just seeing how well he dominated up until the tap out mm. to say that he would win. But, I mean, I would definitely buy or pitch in or do something for yeah. a second fight. But did you see that uh, Cormier, I don't know if you keep up with it too much, but Cormier yeah. um, is going to fight. John Jones, right? Uh, no, going to no? fight. Uh, John Jones is something. What, John, what about John Jones? John Jones today? is suspended. I, I think he's still suspended. I am not. I don't keep up with it too much. His but name I know popped he got up for somewhere. Performance enhancing. Well, Cormier had fought John Jones before and lost, yeah. but he's fighting uh, Derek Lewis, who mm. was the guy that we saw oh, before. The greatest interview of all time. Yes, but like obviously one of the coolest endings to a fight because the other dude, uh, I can't remember who he's fighting, that dude had it in the bag. Yeah. Then Lewis just waylays him. It was awesome. And then, of course, the post-fight interview was, was great. Phenomenal. <laughs> I wish we could say it word for word, but this, yeah. this is a family show. We exactly. Can't do we can't do it. <laughs> all right, let's move on uh, before we get into our main topic. Of the night, the Jimmy Butler situation, the Jimmy Butler saga, as it's yeah. been called. What first, first reaction? First reaction is, I, it almost like, I mean, obviously most of the reports and you see people talking about it are kind of good towards Jimmy Butler, but it was almost one of those things where like I was like, okay, like I don't get it. So he played really hard in practice, and mm-hmm. like obviously him going after his teammates, like you don't really hear about that a lot. But it was almost like, how is this a yeah. How did all this information come out about this practice? Like, well, apparently it came out really. I mean, almost as it's, as it was happening, media was pretty much almost live tweeting. Yeah. the whole thing about um, Jimmy Butler going after the coach, going after uh, GM, going after his own teammates. Yeah, I mean, it's a toxic situation. If you're the Timberwolves, you have to get rid of him. 
But who's going to really want that type of toxic situation? You know, if it doesn't go straight to plan with Jimmy Butler, is he just going to create the same talk? same type of toxic environment in your organization as he just did the Timberwolves. I mean, how could a GM really take on that right yeah. now, knowing what he knows? Yeah, and I like and I think that's the reason he hasn't been traded yet. I don't think the Timberwolves aren't trying. I just don't know if anybody really wants to take the risk. I think that it would be yes, sort of a risk, but it's also it's almost like a Spurs situation where like when they were Shopping Kawhi is like you. You have to get something for Butler. Yeah. You can't let him. And I think that's where they're at is the fact that like what you're saying, nobody is giving them. I mean, they want they want what they're giving up. I mean, Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler is an amazing player. I mean, he's all star. And so, I mean, obviously I, they had talks with Miami, um, and apparently from all the reports that I was seeing, that was pretty much a done deal. Like yeah. that was close. And then Minnesota backs off, and I've seen that they'll probably re-enter discussions about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're in a tough situation. Um, it was weird because Butler had a planned. I mean, I'm assuming it was planned interview with Rachel Nichols mm-hmm. right after, like right after the practice. Yeah. So I was like, okay, did did he plan this? Like, was yeah. he going to have something for them to talk about? And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it all just sounded kind of weird to me. Um, obviously, they said he was attacking his teammates, like Towns and uh, Wiggins. And I heard a little bit of the uh, Rachel Nichols interview before coming, and he like he said he was like, you know, I demand like I'm competitive, um, you know, I demand perfection. Like that's what I'm going to play hard at all times. And he even said the most um, skilled. He was like, we have the most skilled player on the team in Cat Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns, and he was like, then we have the most athletic player on the team, which is Wiggins. And he admitted he admitted that, and he was like, now who's the most hardworking on the team? And he said himself. Yeah. And so I was like, and called him out for not playing defense. Yeah, which so they really don't. No, and and but part of me thinks too is like, is this his way of kind of realizing like, hey, I might be in Minnesota, and is this his way of being like, you know, get those guys to play? Yeah, and I think that's how he kind of meant it. And from what I could tell in the little bit of the interview that I was watching earlier before I headed here, um, it was kind of that's that's what he was kind of getting at is that he's so competitive and he was kind of wanting those guys to latch onto it. But I've heard that, like like you said, we were just talking about it before starting, he's grabbing the third team yeah. and beating up on beating the starters. Up, beating the starters. And if that's true, like, if they're all playing hard, like, okay, they really do need him. Mm. And, I mean, he's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a it's a weird situation. I'm kind of excited to see I mean, happens. he basically yelled at the coach, you need me to win. Yeah. You need me. Without yeah. me, you are nothing. Yeah. But, the, and the thing is, like, for me, <sighs> I don't want to say this phrase, so I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to – the first one that popped in my head, and I'm definitely not going to say it. Um, man, you signed a contract. Do you, yeah. do your job. I know that you can be uncomfortable with things. Ask for a trade. You know, say, hey, I'm not really comfortable. I'm Just let them know up front, hey, I'm going to sign with another team in the, in the offseason. You have no shot at keeping me. So yeah. if you want something for me – Trade me. That's what I if think you, you don't. Like if you don't want to trade me, that's fine. I'll wait it out. I'll wait a year. I'll play my best. I will do everything to make sure that when I do sign in the off season, I get a max deal. I be yep. I can become one of the top five players, paid players in the league. Yeah, that's how I would go about it. Now, this kind of brings in you know another sports uh, figure who just can't seem to keep his mouth shut. No BJ. It kind of reminds me of the same thing. They both. 
they keep shooting themselves in the foot with what they what they're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand why they can't just you know keep everything internally, man. You don't have to tell us everything. I know the media wants to know everything, and I know fans want to know everything. But by God, son, yeah, shut up, man. You're just hurting yourself. Yeah, I mean, I wish like. I kind of want to see him, like we were talking about earlier with the Miami talks, I kind of want to see him go to the East. Mm. Um, but my thing, too, is like, I mean, like I was saying, he he is a great player. And like you said, he could just go to the team and say, go ahead and get something for me now or yeah. I'm going to leave. But my thing is like, you're realistically, you're not winning a championship this year in Minnesota. Mm. I mean, as good as your team might be with you on it, the team is it's not going to be that you're, much. You're coming out of the West. You yeah. That, if, it, if they're... The best team they could be with you on it, they're still uh, probably, I would think, all of them healthy, a playoff team. They were maybe. all healthy last year, and they barely squeaked in the eight spot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're six, I mean, like six it, through eight spot. Yeah. But then this year without him, I don't see them making the playoffs. But like you said, like I said, I don't see them winning a championship. You're realistically only going to a few teams if mm-hmm. you're going to win a championship this year, healthy, yeah. and considering everybody's healthy. Um, so we'll see about that. But so I think you do kind of have to set yourself up for next year. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm excited for it. I mean, who do you – what would you like to – who would you like to see this year? It's kind of off topic a little bit from the Butler. Who would you like to see this year in the NBA championship? I was this with somebody the other day. It's hard to really give a good guess of who I would want to see when you kind of know who's it going to be out of the West. You know Golden State's still going to dominate. LeBron – is in L.A., is in the West now, but it just ain't going to happen. Yeah. I'm, the the NBA final streak is going to die. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then in the East, I think it's your clear front runners, probably Boston. Yeah. Uh, and a surprise team is actually one of the teams we're watching here right now. I think Indiana. I think Indiana is really shooting themselves in the uh, – is really mad at themselves from last year. Yeah. Being so close to taking down Cleveland in the first round that they do that, they could have been in the finals last year. Yeah, and Victor Oladipo is is improving, uh, is starting to become you know a top fifteen, top ten player in the league. Yeah, I, I think I'd Indiana say, yeah, could uh, really make some noise this year uh, out of the West. The team that I would like to see, obviously, love to see the Grizzlies, but let's be a little bit more realistic. Uh, a team that I think can make some noise is Utah. Utah did a lot yeah. of a lot of stuff last year. Donovan Mitchell in his second uh, in his sophomore year this year. Uh, how well can uh, Ricky Rubio at his age still uh, at least give you some productivity? And I, I think a great matchup. I know probably on paper and the TV execs uh, who are trying to sell this, trying to sell the commercials and stuff for it, yeah. don't want to see a Utah and Indiana finals. But I think it'd be great. Yeah, I, I want to see, I guess, like you said, I mean, we can talk about it as much as we want, but it's most likely you're going to see Golden State mm-hmm. with another ring. But I would, I'm telling you right now, I think a team that, obviously, Boston coming out of the East, you know, will most likely be the one seed healthy. But that's what I wanted to see last year. Yeah. I want to see a healthy Boston play a healthy Golden State. Mm. Because I'm telling you, man, Boston is good. I mean, you get a, you get a, Healthy Hayward back and a healthy Irving back, mm. um, and then but of course, honestly, I just that would be cool to see if that's if that's you know if that's the teams they're going to be at the top. But I would love to see um, the Rockets go. And like you said, I mean, you, I, I, I hate CP three. I'm not. Who's, I, who's your most? 
I hate CP3 too, obviously, from the history with the Grizzlies and the mm. Clippers and things like that. I hate Draymond Green, my least favorite player in the league. I do, dude, dude, I just don't like him. I don't want to see him win at all. Who do you do you hate CP3 more than Draymond Green? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I, hate Blake, I can't. I can't agree. I, I hate Blake agree. Griffin more than CP3. And I hate Blake Griffin more than CP3 too. Does anybody hate more? This than is all Blake Memphis Griffin. coming out of us. But yeah, um, but is I there just, any more anybody else I hate more than CP3? Ah, uh, Stephen Adams. Hate Stephen Adams. No, I see. No, it's Blake. I mean, uh, it's Draymond for me. And I guess what kind of goes in that too is him. But I don't hate Stephen Adams more than Blake Griffin. But no, Stephen Adams did get. You can't hate Stephen Adams more than Blake Griffin. But Stephen Adams did get Zebo tossed from uh, ejected from the playoff game where he couldn't play in game. Uh, I think it was game six, the yeah. next game, and then we lost the series. We would have won if Zebo was there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just, I guess part of it has to do with Draymond winning. Mm. That also makes me mad, is because he's surrounded by um, three all stars, including himself. I mean, four all stars, including himself. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. It is. Now let's get to our. Well, I think that might have actually been. <laughs> Our main topic of the night, but actually we're going to get to our real main topic of the night. The Tigers taking on the number 10th slash 9th ranked Knights of Central Florida. Coming off of a good win last week. Everyone looks solid. Brady White, 16 of 18, uh, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Now has 15 touchdowns, one interception on the year. Uh, Passing-wise, looked efficient, looked good. Uh, his two incompletions, one was a drop ball, the other one was a throwaway. Um, definitely the tune-up game you needed after Tulane heading into Central Florida. Yeah. Patrick Taylor's getting the, was getting it done on the ground. Daryl Henderson, of course, getting it done on the ground. And Central Florida is a team that you can run the ball against. I, I've yep. seen them play a couple times this year. And FAU does not have the talent at running back that we do. And they ran all over. Yeah. Scored, put 36 points on them. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, I think it's obviously what I say at the beginning of the show. Uh, retract that a little bit, but I do think last week when we were talking about the point spread. I'm telling you, man, like right now, I think right Memphis now it's going to get it done. Right, right now, the Tigers are only a four and a half point dog. Yeah, which I think is. I remember last week, uh, or maybe it was two weeks before, but uh, you had said that it would be double digits, and I've seen most people talking about the spread, and I said I thought it'd be around like six or seven. Mm. Um, but I do think that when you said like you can run the and, ball, against and I don't, them. I don't know if that's a good thing. If Vegas thinks that the Tigers are that good, or the Vegas just doesn't believe in Central Florida. Yeah, I mean, do you like like you said they're probably? Um, I mean, you can run the ball against them, but I do think that they will most likely. If I'm UCF, from what I've seen so far, I'm going to load the box mm-hmm. and make Brady White beat me. That, and that's the thing. I, this week is really the time for Brady White to shine because. He's got – I don't know if he has to win the game, but he f- cannot lose you the game. He cannot do anything to put the game in jeopardy. He cannot make a mistake. He's got to be a good game manager, whether that's 16 of 18 again and only um, about 180 yards, one touchdown maybe. If that's what it takes, then fine. If it, if it's – more passing, but more touchdown passing with higher, higher yards, maybe a little less of a completion rate, then that's fine too. But at the end of the game, if the Tigers do not win, 
you it can't be on Brady White. He yeah. has to come to play, and, and it won't. he I can't mean, he, lose it for us. Yes, I mean, and I still, as much as people have still been cracking on him and uh, hating on him a little bit, I mean, I'm still on the Brady White train. Yeah. I mean, this I think that well, it's the only has, train we got. Well, that's true, but I think that he still has um, the potential to make this a successful season mm. for the Tigers um, and also show out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I'm excited for it. I mean, you compare his stats to McKenzie Milton's, and they're just about the same, really. Um, I think Brady I, uh, Brady has less interceptions. Yeah. Uh, probably better completion rating. But McKenzie sure. Milton is flashier. He's a runner. And how do you control uh, stop McKenzie Milton? Because I saw McKenzie Milton in person. It's hard to see. It's it's hard to stop him. Yeah, I mean, unless I don't know what scheme they're going to come up with. I mean, they might spotlight him and and just have somebody. I mean, trying to go wherever, trying mm-hmm. to go wherever he goes every play. Um, well, who do you, I think who do, who do you use to spotlight him? Uh, do you, I mean, he's got to be. It's got to be somebody that's got speed. And, Hall a little bit. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you're going to need I, Hall. I think he's the only one who's got the speed and agility. Yeah, that can spotlight him like that. Yeah, I mean, but, but you're also going to need Hall to drop back into coverage sometimes too. Well, it's just like them with Henderson. You're not going to stop either one of those two. You're yeah. going to contain and try to manage those two. But um, here, here's here's the problem. I don't know if we can win a shootout against them. Obviously, we couldn't no. last year uh, in the American Athletic Conference Championship game. You can't win a shootout with Central Florida. Your defense has got to come up big. It, this is not only the game where they need to be opportunistic like they were last year. They need to be as good as they were against uh, against Navy this year, uh, despite the outcome, very, very good defensive game for the Tigers. Yeah. I mean, and I'm also like, I mean, this is the biggest game of the year. Mm. I mean, this, this is what, it, I mean, it's at home. Well, uh, you got the fans are all pumped. I mean, I am like super excited to, to tailgate just to be in the Liberty Bowl. I'll be, I'll have my blue on. Um, and so, I mean, it's working up to be one of those games. Yeah. But it's also one of those things where, like, like you said, we're not going to win a shootout. If we're going to win, I'm I'm seeing it's, a, a it's, late fourth quarter win. I mean, uh, that's, I don't see us winning by two touchdowns. I think, and it's weird to say this is this not being a shootout, uh, but that's just where we are in college football today. I think first team to thirty five. Okay, and I think thirty five. 28. I think I think if you can keep if you can keep Central Florida under 35 points, yeah. I think you got a shot. Now, just to put this in perspective of how great of how huge this weekend is and why we need to pack the bowl. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the last top 10 victory for the Tigers, not just on at home or on the road altogether, took place 21 years, 11 months and 4 days ago. It's not today, but from Saturday, so if they win, it had been it had been twenty one years, eleven okay. months, and four days, back to November 9th, nineteen ninety six. UT against UT. There we go. Now, magic late drive. How many? <laughs> how many games do you think the Tigers have played since the UT game in ninety six? Hey, wait, how? What'd you say? How, how many, many games has it been? How many games has it been? I mean, I did the math. Okay, what is so. it? Do you want to take a guess? Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know, 180. Not even close. What is it? 261 games. 261. Since the Tigers have beaten a top 10 opponent 
Since then, they have only played three top ten opponents and losing all three. Okay. Yes. Who were the? Do you have the three right there? Two uh, were against UT again, and the third one was Week One. Oh, uh, early two thousands. Ole Miss was ranked eighth. Huh. Okay. Like Week One. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't finish the season eighth, obviously. Yeah. Overhyped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so here, let me let me pull this up on on the Twitter machine because. But I'm also uh, I got. My sister, mm-hmm. Mike, they're coming in town. They're going to the game this weekend. Yep. This will be the first game this year that my parents are going to. Okay. So I think we're going to You did out. buy Mike a blue shirt. I swear to God, if he shows up in orange, he, I'm punching him in the face. He, I mean, he won't He won't come near me in orange. I can tell you that right now. But it's a blue out. Just so everybody knows, it's a blue out. And you better tell Mike it's a blue out. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't put it past him either, let's be honest. Oh, I'll punch Mike him here. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be playing golf on Sunday. You definitely will not. You're out of the foursome. Yeah. Uh. But, no, I'm excited. I mean, we'll probably park out um, in the grass uh, because, obviously, you know, we don't have Tiger Lane spot or anything like that. Yeah. Like, usually me and you, we're walking around just mm-hmm. hanging out with different people. But if they come, we're going to have the cornhole going, probably pick up some Chick-fil-A or some sandwiches, something like that, and have our own little tailgate. Ooh, it's I'm something coming to your that, tailgate. D- let's, dude, every, like, I mean, I'm telling like, obviously, I figured you would be there. I figured, you know, Reed yeah. might come, uh, all of our friends. Strangers be back by. in town. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like, it's just one of those times where, like, like I said, my parents' first game they've been to this year, and first time we've tailgated in. I mean, my parents just don't really do it much anymore. So like, yeah, it's. I don't be think exciting. I've tailgated with my with my parents since I was probably about ten. Yeah, maybe I think about probably. ten from ten on. I still went to a lot of games with my dad and mom went occasionally. Uh, but we kind of pretty much showed up about 30 minutes before the exactly. game. Exactly. It wasn't really, uh, you just kind of walked around. Yeah, we just yeah. did things. But back in the day, we used to tailgate back Yeah, then. same here. We used to have the grill going. Like, yeah. we, it, we had the setup. And so I'm kind of like, like I mentioned it two days ago, and I'm like, man, this is the game. This is mm-hmm. it right here. I mean, this is, I mean, obviously, what do we have, two more home games after this? I know. Three. Three? Okay. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, this is going to be the highlight of it. It's going to be awesome. I mean, me and you have... Mm-hmm. Been shoulder to shoulder next to each other watching our Saturday. I mean, they were 11 a.m.s UCLA and Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, but we've been at our Liberty Bowl ranked team wins. Um, speaking, Houston. speaking of that, my dad sent me this picture um, from here. Let me pull up my messages real quick. Because we've from the uh, Chamber of Converse Memphis promotional book uh, and sent me this picture. We are in it, by the way. Let me see. Do you this. see that? Dude, we both had super long hair. Long hair don't <laughs> care, bro. I like that. That's awesome. So I mean, I have that. My sister. So yeah, we've been there. Yeah, my sister made me that. I, I know you've seen it. It's in my room, but it's the, uh, you know, it's like the cutout of some of our. Like I know my dad has one when Memphis uh-huh. beat Tennessee, but yeah. it's a huge picture, like picture frame, like poster size, and it's got the front page of the Commercial Appeal yeah. with Paxton on it. It's got uh, the picture of me and you. That was on the line on the commercial appeal, yeah. you know, where we're yelling and chanting, mm. um, and it's got the score, the stats, everything like that, and uh, the ticket. She she got the mm. ticket framed within the picture frame. That's cool. Um, so I mean, that's pretty cool. But like you said, I mean, this is, and it's also working out to be a power six Memphis UCF rivalry. You yeah, know what I mean? It, I mean it's starting could, to become that, and that, that's what I, that's why I want our fans to show out, and I want this to be a huge game, um, and I want it to be. 
close. I mean, I think, I mean, my, my money's mm-hmm. on the Tigers. I mean, I, I think yeah. that we're primed. We're ready for it. This is our time. We're due for one. But I think that. Like I said, this could be this could go on for a mm. while. I mean, it, it definitely could. It doesn't seem like it, either one of the schools are slowing down. And if you great need, recruiting bases, they yeah. can they can stay good for a long time with the right coaches. Exactly. And if you need more reasons to come out, this came out today. Uh, Memphis football Twitter account uh, gave out ten reasons why you should pack the ball. Number ten, the head coach Mike Norvell has won the most games, eighteen in his first two seasons than any other Memphis coach in school history has also led Memphis offense to its all-time high in yards, points, and touchdowns scored last season. Reason number nine, last time a top 10 opponent played the Tigers in Liberty Bowl was 2009. That, I believe, was Tennessee at the time. Uh, Number eight, the running backs, Daryl Henderson and Patrick Taylor, two-headed monster, nation's number one rushing duo, combining for 1,271 yards and 18 touchdowns. Reason number seven, Memphis's 11 TD drives in under four minutes ranked second nationally, while 17 plays of 40 yards or more is best in the nation. Reason number six, linebacker Bryce Huff is sixth nationally with 11 tackles for loss. Reason number five, four straight season versus a top 25 team on ABC at home. Tigers are 3-0. and Reason number four, number 10-9 UCF is it. the highest-ranked conference opponent the Tigers have ever played in Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. Reason number three, one of the most explosive offenses in the country, sixth in total yards, total offense with 547 yards per game, eighth in rushing offense, 275 yards per game. Ninth in passing efficiency with 177.19. And ninth in third down conversion percentage at 51. Number two, the one-headed monster, just himself, Daryl Henderson. He leads the nation in all-purpose yards, 1,223 rushing yards, 934 yards per carry, 1182 and touchdowns with 14. He's actually tied for that one, but we'll give it to him. There we go. And the number one reason why you should show up to pack the bowl in a blue out to beat UCF, winner of four straight games against top 25 opponents at home. Let's pack the bowl, baby. Oh, yes. I'm ready. I'm excited. I already got chills about it. I know, right? Just read it. I, I'm glad that, the, that Memphis football knew that our podcast was coming on tonight and knew that, hey, we got to get this out today so Drew and AJ can get it out exactly. to the people. And, I mean, one, come to the game because you're going to see the pro and the Joe. Exactly. You, know I mean? you got to see us, yeah. man. Come get and a picture. And if, you're, if I'm not at AJ's tent, uh, the Blue and Gray show that I do every Sunday, we're having a Blue and Gray show tailgate uh, for the first time. I'm right. going to have a lot of former Tigers. Pretty much anybody we've ever had on the show okay. uh, is going to be there. So if you're a little bit older, you'll remember some of these guys from the 90s and 80s and 70s and 60s. We've also had... Uh, some great young guys. I'm not sure how many of the younger guys are going to be there from the 2000s era. We've had, you know, everybody and everybody that you can think of. Uh, and I'm pretty sure most of them will be there. Yeah. Uh, so definitely come check that out. And Henderson is climbing up the Heisman charts. I mean, I saw him at number 10 today. So I'm, I saw one. According to ESPN, finally an ESPN exactly. gave Daryl Henderson credit. That's, and finally, finally ESPN. The credit he deserves. Yeah. And that he's needed. Um, like I said, we talked about it our very first show. I don't 
see him really being one to make the trip. But, I mean, it's just finally good to see him in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. And obviously these next couple of weeks uh, are going to, I mean, say a lot about, you know, what kind of running back he is. But we already know that, mm. you know, he's just a workhorse. All right. That brings us to our PVJ tray of the day. AJ, I came up with the tray of the day this time. What are your top three favorite Memphis football games you've been to? Okay, top three favorite Memphis football games since I was born. Yeah. Okay. But you got to be um, remember being there, though. Uh. Okay, well, obviously, number one, Ole Miss at home, mm-hmm. me and you, second row, you know, 11 a.m. game. That will always be highlight of my college career. Yeah. Highlight of my... Storm in the field. That, exactly. I mean, that's just... That's our game. Usually people who go to Memphis, they have their game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad's... Um, I mean, obviously in his history, it's he's got a he's got a piece of the goalpost yeah. from Memphis UT win that we were talking about earlier. Um, so I'd say Ole Miss by far first. Um, second, I would say um, as far as like... I mean, I don't. I was really young, so I don't remember it like too well. I mean, I remember going. I remember it being fun. Uh, was my first trip to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my family, along with a few other families that, like me and some of their sons, like we played ball together, yeah. baseball, basketball, football, whatever. Um, we took a trip because obviously our parents, huge Tiger fans, were all Tiger fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took a trip for. Um, I know we were looking at earlier what I can't remember the year, but it was the New Orleans Bowl with uh, D'Angelo Williams. Yeah. We played North Texas. Yeah, got the dub. What year was that? Two thousand and three. Do you know the final score? I do. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I'm gonna say. Were we in the forties? No, not even close. Thirty? No. I was gonna say like either thirty-five twenty-eight or forty. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, tell. Twenty-seven seventeen. Twenty-seven seventeen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but I just remember like. Like I said, I don't remember too much of it. I just remember going and, you know, obviously being that young, but still going to New Orleans. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things that, like, you don't really remember too well, but you remember going yeah. and it being fun. Um, so I don't know if that can, like, make it on the list. Hey, but that was counts. a cool. I'll count it. That's really the, the only uh, bowl game that I've been to that the Tigers have won. Yeah, yeah. I've only, I mean, recently I've only been to Auburn, and mm. well, obviously we lost that one to Birmingham. Uh, but I would also put, I want to say the UCLA game, put it in there at home, but that's just kind of like an easy one, I guess. Like, that was a good one, though. Yeah. Got to see Chosen Rosen. Dude, I'm not going to lie. That Houston game, two, was it two years ago? Uh, In 16, yes. At home. When we, I'm going to say that the season, 8-4. and four. Oh, It was on Thanksgiving. or A day after Thanksgiving. day after Thanksgiving, yes. That's Greg's what I'm Greg, saying. Greg Ward Jr. Yes, because that, that went down to the wire, too. Oh, no, man, that's, it was phenomenal. That was by far, because I remember my family's like, we had Thanksgiving. We go to my aunt's usually the day after, mm-hmm. and so my family's like texting me. They're like, "Do you think you're gonna like, you know?" At first, I was thinking, I was like, "Okay, if Houston's winning by a lot, or if like I see, I'm gonna try to cut out before traffic is bad and everything like that," because they'd already started like the yeah. Thanksgiving meal and everything. Um, and I was like, "No, like I'm, I'm gonna be late. Y'all, y'all put, hook me up with a mm-hmm. to-go plate because I'm staying here." Uh, but no, that was that'd probably be in there too. So I guess for me, as far as what I remember, Ole Miss, UCLA. Houston. Because right. Houston was ranked, what, 24 or something like that, 25 at the time? They were in the top 20. I can't remember. Oh, I they're top 20. Okay. My media guide, which what about you? In the other. All right, number three, and I know this is going to sound weird. 
and it's a game I have not rewatched, and I don't know if I'll ever bring myself to rewatch it. Okay. The 2017 American Athletic Championship game in Orlando. That's I've right. Had you it were on, there. I have it on number three. I was there in Orlando. Forgot about it's, that. It was a classic, man. I mean, a classic shootout, double overtime, so many highs, so many lows. That I mean, it was... You couldn't have drawn up a more perfect, exciting football game besides the end. The, exactly. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't have chosen a better game. Yep. And it was just phenomenal. Uh, my number two, the 2005 Motor City Bowl, the only Tiger oh. Bowl game I have been to where they won. I've been to uh, GMAC, Motor City, Second New Orleans, Birmingham, Boca, and Liberty Bowl. The only ones I missed was the first New Orleans, St. Pete, and Miami. Yeah. Um, I'm going with that one because that was – a really special. Who did we uh, play? Ac- we no, played Akron. Akron. Okay, that's we what did. I thought Akron. And we almost blew it at the end. They dumped water on Tommy West with like seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and Akron like scored an Tommy ex- West scored like fourteen <laughs> points and cut and cut it to three. We barely hung on to win. Yeah, uh, but I'm going with that one. Uh, very great trip for me, emotional. Um, when I start to think about it, uh, we were up in. Uh, I think the bowl game was on the 26th of December. Uh, for Christmas, we decided to go see my mother's family. Uh, my mom is originally from Ashland, Kentucky, which is right on the border of Oklahoma, uh, of okay. Kentucky, Ohio, and West Virginia. And for weeks, I was asking my dad, 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 we're, we're already be halfway there. Like, we might as well go to Detroit. And he's like, No, no, we're not going. We're spending time with your with with, with your mom and Pat Ball, your mom's family. We're not going. We're not going. We're not going. Yeah, and I was like, Dad, Dad, we gotta go. I mean, we're only, I looked it up, we're only like four hours away. Like, we can easily make it the next morning. Like, I'm just saying, like, we can go. And he's like, son, stop asking. Just stop asking. We're not going. Wake up Christmas morning. And I was, I was hoping and praying that he'd surprise me. Get through all the presents. No tickets. And then my dad Tells me and Steven th- thought we missed something in our stocking, and there they were. Uh, he I jumped the old I, missing in the stocking yeah, trick. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. And I literally jumped into my dad's arms at 10 years old and just, like, screaming, so excited. Uh, went up there. Ob- and, it's touching. Uh, just, had, just had a great time w- uh, with my dad and brother. It's something that I always cherish very much. And number one, 2015. There it is. Against number 13th ranked Ole Miss. Yep. There's another topic I want to get into, but unfortunately, we're running way low on time. It's something that I touched on at Fish and Stats today. Uh, it's about if the Tigers should storm the field. We don't have time to get into it, unfortunately. We went a little too long. Uh, but if you want to listen to that, uh, listen to uh, the Sports 56 Fish and Stats podcast at uh, hour number two around the around the 30-minute mark uh, during Heck Yes, Hell Knows. Uh, great segment that I do, by the way. I mean... Oh, I, yeah. I'm really good at it. You're just my, a pro at my, it. My, my, question, my questions are great. Uh, so definitely <laughs> check that out. Give me a break. And before we get out of here and everything, do have to do our picks of the week. This we, week we're doing the... we got to do some trivia, too. Oh, yes, Can't trivia, too, that. real quick. Real quick, real quick. All right, all right real quick. Uh, we'll just... I had a couple lined up. Let's just do one. Um, you'll probably get it. I mean, it's a well-known athlete. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so there's one athlete in... History to hit uh, an MLB home run and score an NFL touchdown in the same week. Who is it? 
Bo Jackson. Wrong. Is it Dion? It's Dion. Dion. Dion Sanders. Dion. He's also the only person to ever play in both the World Series and the Super Bowl. Okay. So huh. that's your trivia for the day. It's not Bo. Bo does not know everything. Yeah, Bo doesn't know everything. Knows Dion just knows about everything. All right, let's get to our picks real quick. All right, we're going to pick five games. By the uh, way, all I won last games. week, just saying. Yeah, I suck at picks. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> this is your week, Drew. This is your week. I hope all so. Right. I hope so. I'll all go right. out on a limb and pick all the underdogs, <laughs> and it can be your week. <laughs> all right. Uh, starting this week off with Alabama minus 25 and a half versus Missouri and Tuscaloosa. Mm, 25 and a half against Missouri. 28 and a half, my bad, if I missaid that. Um, Man. I... Alabama. I mean, if it had, if it was at Missouri, I would think about it a little longer and probably take. I would take. I mean, I think Alabama's going to win, but I probably wouldn't take that cover. Mm-hmm. But in Tuscaloosa, give me give me the cover. All right, I'm also going to take Alabama until they don't cover. I would love to see Missouri win because that just oh. makes next week amazing. Ooh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, uh, got a steamroll through these, starting to run a little bit out of time. Oh, uh, Georgia minus seven and a half. In Death Valley against LSU. Minus seven and a half in Death Valley against LSU. Uh, give me the Tigers. Mm. Give me the Tigers. I'm doing it. I think, I think it. it's Coach a night o, game. Baby. I think it's a night game, too. Under the lights in Death Valley. Oh, don't do it. Are you going to do it, too? <sighs> give me LSU. As well. Oh, my give me LSU. gosh. All right, well, You're we'll, a follower. All right, Michigan State at Penn State. Penn State is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Penn State to cover. Give me Michigan State. And they don't win, but they cover the points. This seems like one of those games that Michigan State would win, too. But I'm Yeah, it definitely State. does sound like it. Wisconsin at Michigan. Michigan is an 8-and-a-half-point favorite. Wisconsin at Michigan, 8-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Wolverines. Give me Wisconsin. Ground and pound all day. Okay. Well, Was- that's the most boring football ever, but well, <laughs> but it wins games. It wins games. <laughs> Washington minus three and a half at Oregon. Washington minus three and a half at Oregon. I oh, man, I don't. I didn't really watch much of them. Much. Uh, They're over there in the left. Yeah. It's on the left, nobody stays up late enough watch, to watch the game. I watch West Coast football. Come on, <laughs> give me a break. Uh, give Give me Washington. All right, I, I'm going to take the Ducks. I'm going to take the Ducks. Nice. The upset. That's three in a row that we differ on. Yeah, so we. So we're going to find out. We are going to. We are going to find out. All right, what are we doing this weekend? What's the you know plan? what? The more I think about it, I changed my pick to Georgia. I'm taking Kirby. I'm All right, it's fine. I'm so the only one where he's gone with Alabama into LSU too many times. He knows what's about to happen. I'm taking him. All right, before we start to wrap it up, what are we doing this weekend? What's the plan? Uh, like I said, got the fam coming in town. Excited for that. Um, probably gonna hang out with them. We thought about going to School Rock at the Orpheum, Ooh. which is planned all this week, which sounds awesome. Sounds I've been to Orpheum a long time, but we're actually probably not gonna do that. Um, probably just chill, hang out. I uh, haven't seen them in a few weeks, so Friday night do that. Saturday, get everything together. Probably wake up about eight thirty, head out to the tailgate, go to the game. Who knows where that'll take us Saturday night? Probably mm-hmm. depending on if we win or not. Probably. Um, then I'm just remember, win or lose, we still booze. Yes. Then I'm going to try to play a little golf Sunday mm-hmm. and do it all again next week. But I'm excited for the weekend. What about What about you? I mean, uh, you know we're going to game. Um, Friday night, uh, got to work, but I'm going out with a good friend of mine, Mr. Andy Graham. Passed the bar this week. He's officially a lawyer. There we go. 
That a boy, there Andy. Go. I got him. Shout out, now, Andy. If I ever get arrested, so, dinner, so dinner's on you next, Andy. That's what I, you're taking us to the Redbirds game. Oh next, yeah, so, right? next time it's on it's on him. So so if I ever get arrested, I got a lawyer in my back pocket. This is great. Why do I feel like you're like you're probably going to need that? Oh, just wait till <laughs> I get will to, come just many wait times till, just, in your life. Just wait till I get to what I'm doing Sunday. So oh, gosh. Saturday, obviously the game. Sunday, me Stringer and oh, SBL yeah, right. Sarah Bailey right. are going she to like Nashville. You. I think she likes me. Well, yeah, I, I, made, I made a I made a big impact this weekend. We're going to Nashville for the Ravens and Titans game. You're Ravens, baby. And hopefully the Ravens get the dub for me. Either or, I'm probably getting in a fight this week. Real quick story. I've got seven years of built-up rage towards Titans fans. When I was really? 17, for my 17th birthday, my dad bought me and my brother tickets to go up to see the Ravens play the tits at then LP Field. Okay. I was 17. Remember that. I'm a minor. Okay. Walking to the stadium had never been called worst names in my life for wearing a Joe Flacco jersey. Well, okay. In the ge- You deserved it. During the game, it's about four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Ravens are getting killed down by like 21 points. Ravens score. I jump up to cheer, and the drunk guy, not drunk 40-year-old next to me, stands up. And smacks me in the back of the head. Assaults okay. a minor. And tells me to sit down and shut the F up and to not move for the rest of the game. I, I was in never. shock. I had no idea what had just happened. This man assaulted a minor. Now, I've had seven years to remember that slap to the head. Yeah. I'm fi- first person to come after me, I'm getting you, son. I'm coming after you. You... I'm tell throwing hands. Time, Seven years. You tell me all the time you're a pacifist. So what is it? I am a pacifist. Then you can't be saying except these for Sunday and when Andy's going to have to drive up to Nashville and take care of me. All right, all right. So that's what we're doing this weekend. What does our friend Kerry say? In the words of old Kerry O'Connell, it's time to wrap it up. That is right. It is time to wrap it Enjoyed up. Thank it. you again for listening to another edition of the PBJ podcast. Thanks again to. Cerrito, Kevin Cerrito and the Cerrito Live feed. Be sure to listen to Cerrito Live every Saturday from 10 to 12 on 456 and 87.7 FM. And, of course, the 11 o'clock all-wrestling, all-hour segment, the only all-hour wrestling segment in the city of Memphis. Also, don't forget to listen to me every Monday through Friday on Fish and Stats from 3 to 6, 456 and 87.7 FM. And except for this Sunday, because, like I said, I'll be at the Ravens Tits game. Uh, listen to the Blue and Gray Show with me and John Stacy as we talk all things Tigers football. All positive, all great things. Always having a new uh, for a new former Tiger in studio. Always having great callers. Uh, and always just talking the best of Tiger football. Remember, Tiger fans, pack the bowl. Let's do it. Pack it up. Let's do it. Let's have a blue out. Let's beat number 10th ranked Central Florida. Hey, we're going to have a good time either way. We, we are. Roll with we are. And once again, thanks for listening. And remember, Miley, always show love, never hate. Feel the good vibes and have a wonderful and blessed day. Go Tigers.